0: Live from the Kosher Studios in Woodridge, Illinois, this is Behind the Destruction, the Demolition Derby Podcast. And now, your hosts, Chris Numer and Steve Kersky Jr. Welcome to Behind the Destruction.
1: Alright, we're back. Time to go through... Um Time to go through the teams, see oh, what boy. you're thinking. Here we go. Here we go. So, Team 1, Mean Green Machine. Now you had a perfect view of of this team from your position on the track watching right. for 17 and a half minutes or yeah. whatever. Uh what were your impressions of Mean Green? Uh,
0: I'll tell you, it's not so much the watching, it's the the feeling in my neck, man. They're uh these guys mean business this year. I don't know what happened that second night with them, but they're, these guys hit hard and they are all over the place, man. You know, they people accuse us of uh, having power, firepower. These guys have it all, and uh, you know, I attribute a lot of the soreness from my from my neck from hits from uh, Cadillac Zach. I, I laid some shots on Opie, Manic. I kept going, and you know, all of them just had some real tough stuff out there, man.
1: But, I'm not sure I'm going to agree with you that they're packing the same things that you guys in Orange I'm Crush I'm are packing. S- well, I- but we can we can agree to disagree or possibly not but yeah they mean green i think is recently like as 2010 like 8 9 races ago mean green was not a joke of a team but it was like oh it's mean green no big deal maybe they were young maybe they were you know this or that but it was it wasn't a team that was like oh we got to really worry about them now i don't think anybody wants to see mean green i mean the only reason that you wouldn't want to see mean green is because it's like uh Thank God we don't have to go. Uh, if I'm a runner, I'm happy to get Mean Green, so I don't have to go up against Johnny Ryan and Tom Lewis. Right. That's about the only reason I'm happy to see Mean Green. Yeah, but
0: man, all them guys, you know, they, 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 we looked at it this way coming into there, man. Mean Green was one of the teams we didn't want to see, but they're 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 s- some tough guys, man. Some tough characters, and they got some they got some good things going this year.
1: You know, and one thing that wasn't mentioned uh that we haven't really talked about nor that I've seen is that uh essentially they raced that race three on four uh yeah. against you in the first yeah. round. Uh as I as we talked about earlier, John Clemens was taken out uh six and a half seconds into the first lap. And that was it. From there on it was three on four. And even so, they still maybe managed to uh potentially have more laps than you guys.
0: Yeah, they're they're terrorists, man. It was a it was like I said it was pretty tough, man. You know, so they're uh, they're in a good place, man. You know, they could win out. I think they're all still in it. I don't know if they're still in it, It's still out of it, but
1: I do also get the feeling that there's like a, a lot of team chemistry there. Like oh, yeah. uh, there are certain teams where I don't feel like the drivers are necessarily working together. maybe they don't. I'm not saying they don't like each other, but it's like they're not working together. But Mean Green, I feel like. Thanks to the fact that they've driven together before, I kind of feel like they like each other, and I feel like that actually helps them on the track.
0: Yeah, I get that, man. You know, the, the toughest teams have the chemistry going, and, you know, they're all over the place, and uh, they're doing all the right things. So I think Green's definitely on to some. Let's see if they hopefully they'll hold together through all of this. And,
1: you know. I, I am a big, big fan of Ryan Decker's, too. I'll tell you what. If I know Ryan, that. If Ryan Decker's on your team. I don't. Th- I I think that pretty much the sky is the limit. I think he has the type of thing where he's like, all right, I, I'm taking you. We're going there. We're going to win. And even if I, I I get that feeling from him that he can carry a team along for whatever the case might be.
0: Right. Well, this is his second year. You know, as a veteran, I'm going to have to tell you, I agree with you. He's a he's a very determined young man, and uh, he builds some real good iron. And uh, you know, he's just got a he's got a really. Uh, He's gotta really prove himself as far as earning the championship, getting a couple tying a couple victories together and uh I think he's gonna be legit, man.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting going forward whether he decides to go the uh whether he decides to go the Derrick Rose route and uh have people have people come to him to try to win We're the championship. We're already talking
0: demo free agency, huh?
1: Or whether he decides to go the LeBron route and uh call up a couple of friends and see oh. if they can uh get uh Wow, that's creeping into the sport already. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's yeah, going to be interesting no, to is. see which direction. Sure. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for the Derek Rose route. <laughs> team two, seek and destroy. Uh, this, was, they raced Reckoning first round. They lost. Now, this was a really interesting race. Uh, if, if the league cared about storylines, this would be a really interesting storyline because two of Reckoning, like Reckoning, won the 2011 championship. Two of the drivers they had on that team were Chris McGuire and Steve Gursky, senior. Uh, they also had Steve Gursky Jr., but he's not racing right now. And uh, and so it was a team, and both of those drivers, McGuire and Gursky Sr., went to seek and destroy. This was essentially Reckoning 2011 versus Reckoning 2012. And it was the This Is Personal race, and I think you really saw that on the track.
0: Oh, man, you saw it on the track. I was talking, I happened to be talking to Speedy Steve right before that race. And we're looking over at Chris McGuire sitting over there. So, I was like, it's Reckoning Crusher versus Reckoning Crusher, huh? He's like, yeah, except he's in a red car, you know. But he's, uh, Speedy was really pumped up and nervous uh, to be racing against those guys that race. I looked over, you know, and. It's. It was, yeah, like you said, that was one of the good storylines of that, man. You know, so us guys in the know could really appreciate
1: that race going on. But. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Like, what you know, you're a crusher. How would it be racing against, like, your longtime partner, Tom Lewis? Well, like, I if you guys were going up think, there.
0: I wouldn't even want to think about
1: that, man. It'd be like a... Uh... But now you are thinking about something. So, right. like, what, would it, what oh. would it be like going up against Tom Lewis in a it'd race? Be like, it'd be like getting in an MMA fight against your brother
0: or something, you know? I don't know. Uh, would you hit harder? Would you hit softer? I, I don't know. I think I, – I really think he'd be all over me, but it depends on who you're racing with, you know? But, yeah, it just – no, I don't even want to think about something like that right now, fella. Okay. No, I, and I can imagine what's going through Chris's mind and Speedy's mind, you know? I mean – you got to do your job, man. I mean, think about Chris. He's going after Brian Anderson. How did, how you're going after your lap runner? You protected this guy for a few years, you mm-hmm. know, for quite a few years. So, um, no, I don't know. It's it, racing against Tom. It'd be it'd be nuts. I I suppose right now I couldn't even think of anything like that, you know. So, but those two, those two going out there, it was a thrill to see that race and the Red Team. Wow, man, they they're still. You know, it could have went either way that race, too, man. It was a battle, one of the fine battles of first round.
1: Very rarely will I actually suggest this because so many drivers can go back and forth between running and crushing, but I think one of the issues that Seek and Destroy has right now is that they have three crushers, Steve Gursky Sr., Steve Schaefer, and Chris McGuire, and they have one runner, team owner Greg Message, and the prevailing wisdom throughout the throughout the league, seems to be just to let Greg do his thing and try to take everybody else out. Uh, yeah. I You know,
0: I don't know how to fix that. That's like an internal red team thing, but they need a lap runner. They need, they need a, a some, second lap runner. Cause, a second lap runner, but they need a super firepower guy, man. So you know it, how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, but in, I think one of the things that's kind of funny is that, you know, in spite of the fact that people go, oh, you know, let's, let's let Greg do his thing. We're going to go – uh, I believe Greg had almost, almost, almost won that race. I think he had four laps. At it was least. close. And, uh, but of I, course, who knows? You know. Yeah, it's it's sort of like so many people tend to say, "Okay, we're gonna we'll come back to him after lap three or yeah, something like I'm that." I'm guilty
0: of that of over the years, just just looking Greg
1: off, and and then he comes through. And it's yep. like, all of a sudden, hey, wait, there's Greg. Look, Greg. And this the is extra. actually, this is true. Greg has won more races this year than Brian Anderson. That's insane. And Ryan Bluer. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Kahuna. Put together or no? Now, now, yeah. Now, think about this. Think about this. If I made a bet with you prior to the oh season, after three races, the Greg message would have more checkered flags than right. Ryan Bloor, Garrett Big Kahuna, Vanderbilt, and Brian Anderson combined, what kind of odds would you have given me? I wouldn't have
0: given you odds. I would have been on the phone. I would have been guys chasing you with butterfly nets and white coats on.
1: Team three, Junkyard Dogs. Johnny, on the heels of the odds that you would have given me that Greg Message had more, uh, more checkered flags than Brian Anderson, Big Kahuna, and, uh, Big Kahuna and uh, Ryan Bloor, what are the odds that you would have given me that uh, junkyard dogs would be zero and three and in last place after three nights of racing.
0: Wow, I th- I thought for sure after the last time we talked they would have turned things around, man. And you know I'm, that was a real close. Like I said, we're that was a real close race there too. But that was two tough teams, man, battling yeah. it out. Like uh, that was a bonus for the fans, you know, the purple team, the blue team. But man, why? What are I? They're just not doing it, man.
1: No, now like. I s putting aside the issue of where the finish line is exactly and whether whether Kahuna did or did not cross it. I, I mean, is it possible and this is I, I stick with this assertion, is it possible that they've just had, you know, three they've raced hard three times, they just ended up losing three times and that it's not that big of a deal. It's just like well, what are you gonna do? We'll keep out we'll keep doing the same thing. We're on the right track. We just managed to be on the wrong end of the winning and losing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could face uh team owner Mark Ziesmer from A Affordable for that, man. You know, that guy's got a lot of got a lot of faith and dough invested in that team too. And you know, it's just wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean you could say, Hey, another bum break, man, another total bad luck situation happened, but I mean, how many times you know it's 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 August already, you know, and wow, yeah, I I it's I'm stunned. I feel like I just got hit with an uppercut watching my old uh, my old team and my old teammates lose again, man. You know, so
1: yeah, there's a, really there's not a whole lot. To, you know, you look at this, and the thing that I think makes it even more, um, to an extent, even more impressive that they came as close to winning as they did is that uh, Joe Snow uh junkyard dogs crusher was uh he broke his shifter lost his uh lost his trans uh yeah, something in his linkage yeah something in the linkage and he lost that almost in the exact spot that john clemens got stuck which was about six and a half seconds in the race <laughs> i somehow i feel like joe actually might have been five and a half seconds i fe- it was like really yeah, it's close bad,
0: didn't uh didn't Jason Ratako, didn't he lose a tire wheel early in that race, too, or something? I don't know if it was... I,
1: I know he ended up the race, and he was missing, a, uh, I believe it was a back passenger side tire wheel. Um, but the fact that Junkyard Dogs stuck with full throttle as well as they did two throughout... Two runners on four. Yeah, two runners. On and and, four guys. Yeah, and uh, I know I spoke to I spoke to Ronnie Johnston on Full Throttle, and I know uh, you know a number of people said you know he was missing people in the race, and uh, as he told me, like I was talking to him uh, after the race, he just had tears streaming down his face. His eyes looked like he had been smoking weed for like three and a half days, and he's like he got hit in the face with a lot of mud. Oh, I and, did too that night,
0: though. Man. And it, it was just happened.
1: like couldn't see anything, and it was like you see that, and it's like wow, that that's something else. But I mean, yeah,
0: that could have been, man, but. But wow, man! Hats off to Big Kahuna for running his butt off,
1: man. That race, you know, he you know, was if his butt was just a little bit bigger, like eighteen inches bigger. He oh, would have had boy. that race. But
0: where was it? I mean, where is that? Where is that damn start finish
1: line? Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you this: um, you know, in football, uh, you cannot cr- like. If in football, a player cannot pick up another player who's holding the ball and walk him across the line right. to score a touchdown um, into the end zone—that is pulling the old wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh, is do you know if it's legal? Uh, if like let's say let's say Ryan Bluer saw that uh, let's say Brian Bluer saw that Kahuna was eighteen inches short, they hadn't waived it for some reason. Uh, if he sped up to forty miles an hour, smashed into Kahuna and shoved him back three feet, and would that? be enough to win like yeah. or do you have to get past the finish line of no, your own you power can push.
0: I've, man back in the days of Santa Fe Speedway I saw that happen many times man we actually actually I think I seen a race back when the track was a little bit drier where the uh the leader got pushed around I think almost for the entire fifth lap huh. so that's back in the day I couldn't tell you the teams but I know that was the case plenty of times
1: one thing attention. I want to specifically call attention to, uh, Ryan Bluer wise, is the hit that he stuck on full throttles Levi Turnball. Levi was coming into the final stretch. I believe he Levi was just about to complete his fifth lap uh to win the race. Uh Bluer saw this from across the track, sped up like a bat out of hell, and just absolutely stuck Levi to stop him for the time being. Um around turn 4. That was
0: perfect. That I've actually seen the kid do that a few times before and I'm going to have to say, you know, I'm, I'm coming out in the open with it. I think Ryan Bloor is a closet crusher.
1: I you you heard it here first, we need to get Bluer out of the closet. That was I think I might have missed something, but yeah. No, yep. he he looked good. And the thing is it's like I like to see that. You know, it was like I I was it, my first reaction was who the hell was that was that Kahuna I no no Blewer? oh my god wow uh,
0: he was in a four
1: door caddy I actually thought it was Snow or Ratako, man I looked over it was Ryan I was like wow yeah that was impressive and that's what you like to see sure when you're running laps I think a lot of people just think you're going around in circles but that shows the kind of heady thinking that goes along with the demos that you don't always see, but you always like to see, which is the other guy he pulled off and he stuck a guy who was going to win to keep the team alive. And it's like, that's good.
0: That was good awareness,
1: man. I mean, that was really heads up thinking. And, uh,
0: you know, the team three guys could feel comfortable with them two guys, man. It's just... Let's get the rest of the issues fixed, fellas, you know?
1: Yeah, and as I said, um, I just don't think there are any real issues. You know, we talked about this last time, and it's like, I just don't see exactly what you're working on.
0: I think them guys, them guys are a team that, you know, this might be their race. Hopefully there's only two left. We're running out of races, but I'm pretty sure they could be in the third round. No problem, man.
1: Have they faced Stranglehold yet? Oh, boy.
0: Uh... No. No. No, they've had some tough first rounds.
1: Yeah, they have. Well, we'll see.
0: Well, now, uh, we got team four coming up here, man, and full you know, throttle. Full throttle. These cats are some of the hardest hitting dudes around in demos these days. I'm I'm gonna have to say Ronnie Johnston put together a really tough team. Um uh, yep. Peter Millette Junior, you know, ledger, he's uh Son of a legend, Pete Millay Jr., I raced against his dad for many years. And they got Jay Van Allen, who's kind of a legacy, you know, and. Uh,
1: Don't forget Levi.
0: And Levi Turnbaugh, who's a legacy. So you're, you're, you're talking about a legacy team here, man. And these guys, you know, I'd say they got a couple crushers, they got a couple lap runners, but I'd say all them guys really like to put some hits on, man. Because anytime I've ever raced them, I've been sore, too.
1: Yeah. You know, the thing that, and it's a, it's just like a feeling like I was, I was walking around the pits prior to the races and uh, stopped over in the team Four pits and was talking to uh, Ronnie and Levi. And uh, it was just sort of like, you knew that they had stuff under control. And it's like, I can't explain why I can't exactly say, uh, you know, this is going to, I, I can apply this forward, but you just get the feeling, or at least I get the feeling that full throttle they're on it. If there's a problem, they're gonna fix it. If full throttle was running the scoreboard and keeping track, I would have no problem believing that they would fix any problems that came up if there were problems that came up. That's that my faith man yeah, that's my faith in full throttle,
0: yeah, so I mean, yeah, they're definitely. You know those guys are looking a lot more calm this year. They're showing up a lot more ready, a, a, a lot more prepared, I should say.
1: Yeah, and they're they don't have any, um, they don't have like any big pocketed owner and things like that. Like again, Ronnie, he's running a stock four twenty nine in one of his cars. I mean, it's like. This is not something where it's like, you know, he's invested thousands upon thousands of dollars into an engine. This is pretty much stock. Yeah, how, how, does,
0: uh, how does Pete Jr. put it? Four drivers, two helpers, in a dream, I think. That's a, one of his quotes he
1: puts on in his race cars. But Moving on to Team 5, I, I'm torn. Stranglehold, Team 5. I'm torn between getting into what's wrong with them, and I'm torn between just going, eh, let's talk about Team 6. Let's just move on. Uh,
0: I'm just going to have to say Billy McMahon, Michael Crash, Bernoble, Wayne Amel, you're making a liar out of me. I, me and this guy Chris here had a, had a, had a, a bet
1: going. We have and, a very interesting bet. Uh, and, again, I don't know if the people know about this, but Johnny mentioned – was this prior to the season? I can't remember. I think remember. it was
0: right before the first night. Right man. before
1: the first I, night. I was – oh, yeah. Johnny but, said that he thought Stranglehold was going to the – or, no, you said you Stranglehold always have a night where they go to the finals. And I said no – I don't think they're going to do that. They still got two more races. They still do. But I believe the bet was that Johnny was going to race a race pantsless yep. if they didn't go to the finals. And oh, I can't man. even remember what my bet was. It wasn't any I, – I don't – He I, was going to just interview people pantsless. Yeah, I, I thought I would do a podcast pantsless, but Johnny oh. was like, oh, God, I can't be there for that. <laughs> I know. You're, you've got to put another pair of pants on. Oh, right, 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 right. It's the exact opposite of Mean Green Machine. Like, I feel like – if and i'm just pulling numbers out or pulling grades out but i feel like mean green machine is normally like a b plus but because of their chemistry they go up to an a sure and i feel like stranglehold might normally be at like a b minus or a c plus but because of their chemistry they're down to like a c minus or a d plus it's a no chemistry
0: situation it seems there
1: was a um in the last race they raced first round against damage Inc. mel noble jr uh the only blind demolition derby driver anywhere in America and my favorite crazy guy that there is in the league. Um, I took a driver's store hit, I believe from sneaky Pete, uh, sneaky Pete Ryan. Okay. And, uh, he, it, it was a hard enough hit that it broke his a pillar
0: right. and
1: the steering wheel was actually rubbing on the windowsill. Oh. And, uh, Mel Noble Jr. Continued to race after this. He's okay now, by the way. Um, And he continued to race. Oh, uh, and after the race, he was having trouble breathing in the car. And his brother went up to him, and he was checking him out. And the uh, other guy, I believe his name is Adam, came over and checked it out. And Bill McMahon was just on the other side of the track just sort of walking around. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to go check on your teammate, but it's like, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, yeah, I, just, I get the feeling that there's not a lot of team chemistry. And the thing is, again, you know, you have a team like Junkyard Dogs and I go, I don't know what to suggest to them. I don't think they're doing anything wrong, but here's the thing. Stranglehold, obviously doing something wrong. I got an
0: idea. I'd say that Wayne and Mel have to uh, pop for a night out at the movies with these guys, you know, maybe get the four or five drivers together. They could go see Magic Mike, share a bucket of popcorn. Oh, that Channing Tatum Bonding. is dreaming. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and
0: and, and four guys could bond over watching Channing Tatum and, and his stripper story. But I don't know. Maybe it's just as simple as what really should happen is maybe they should all spend some time in the shop together working on each other's cars. You know, like I said, it looks like Stranglehold has all the resources. This is why I made the bet with you, or we even talk about Stranglehold going to the round, is they got some resources, man. They bring out nice running cars. Every time, and it it just, it's like, you know, play, uh, cue some uh, Price is Right Loser music Cue the slide
1: whistle. (laughs) All right, and this brings us to your team, Johnny, Team 6, Orange Crush. Oh, there's nothing my team about it. Well, in... In so much as it is the team that you race for. Now, yeah. one thing I'd like some credit for. Like, I've gotten a lot of shit from different people. You know, I picked Junkyard Dogs to finish second on the year. Uh, you can see how well that one's working out. Um, but last podcast, after second night, I, you asked me who I thought was going to win the championship. And uh, I said there were two teams that I thought looked better than everybody else. Reckoning and Orange Crush. I said, these two teams are going, and they look good.
0: I believe I felt your forehead after you said
1: Orange Crush. Yes. And uh, here we are, third night. Who are the two teams in the finals? Reckoning and Orange Crush. This is where I did that thing where I blow on my fingernails and then uh, rub them on my Yeah, you're like Jimmy
0: Kimmel picking the winner of the Bachelor every time. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, Orange Crush has got a great team owner with Kenny Casper. You know, they got some... They got Tom the Brickman Lewis. First
1: they, of all. they. You know it's funny when I talk about the Bears, I, I, I say we. When you talk about the team that you race yeah, for, I you know, say I they. Yeah, I know, I know, I know,
0: I know. But I've been having a great summer up until
1: I got dragged into this demo mess. And so, um, are you racing fourth night? Um,
0: as of right now, that's up in the air.
1: Um, uh, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Probably with addiction, wise, sure. I'm. You know, I'll probably end up racing. Right now, I don't know, but um. I, I don't i I had a great time with them guys man They got some you know they, like you said they got great equipment, Kenny casper and they got brickman man and uh yep any any team built around brickman is
1: gonna be is gonna be right up there, and it's gonna guys be worth hard. I mean that's all I'm gonna say is it's like there are there are certain things it's like, you know, you never wanna uh, like Baltimore Ravens middle linebacker Ray Lewis, you don't want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> you know what? If Tom Tom Lewis is driving his car down the road, I don't want to meet that in the dark alley no, either. You don't, you you don't wanna be in an alley you when guys he's scare driving. me. Like not just because it's like uh, you know, I know you guys are tough. Tom's not afraid to kick the cars of his own teammates. <laughs> uh, you know, you're not afraid to uh, He's not throw afraid to out. kick his own
0: teammates. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. But it's like I I don't wanna pull Orange Crush right now. And like in the first round, I do not wanna see you guys. I mean, it's just like this is a team it's and I know you guys are tied for second right now, yep, correct? Yep. I don't care. That uh, there's no team that I would like to see less in the first round than Orange Crush.
0: Well, I mean, you know, with these guys, with us guys, however it goes, you know, they're gonna come at you with everything they had. And you know, I got the personal insight, you know, these Everyone spends a yes, lot. Yes,
1: you have the personal insight because you're the driver racing.
0: <laughs> I'm putting myself in the third person in this one. It, it feels like a, 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 somebody else is in
1: my body We're going to have to pull like a Ricky Henderson. Like, you can I'm, be like, Johnny Ryan says that he likes it when that goes they, down. Yeah.
0: No, I, in my mind, I'm on the beach somewhere still, man. You know, not racing, but. We've got to get you to stop popping those Viking oh, my God. God, God, those things are deadly. Yeah, I suppose a. Maybe I should start running laps or something men so my neck All isn't All right, we have
1: to we have to bring this up. There was a in the race against full throttle, you ran a lap that was such a thing of beauty. I actually said out loud while I was watching, "Wow." You were coming around the turn 4 tire. I believe you cut inside uh Levi Turnbow. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was on uh yeah, that was after a few laps, after my couple warm-up laps.
1: Yeah. You, it was inside turn four. Not only did you cut inside, but when you cut inside, you managed to pass Levi and spin him out.
0: And spin him out, and then I think I trunked
1: the guy in, uh, in turn it, one. It was as beautiful a turn as I think a runner can <laughs> Come possibly on. had. You're,
0: you're too kind.
1: And it was done by you.
0: Oh man, no, I, you know I was a lap runner back in the day, but man, I felt like. Man, I felt like uh, the, a kid on a tricycle trying to run them laps, man. I don't know how them guys keep the speed that they do, man. You know, like the Gurskis, Andersons, Bluers, and Vanderville's, man. I don't know how they hold that for five laps with people gunning after them. So that was pretty crazy, you know. It, Dick, uh, the situation co- called for it, and I saw Ron was down early. I seen Brickman kind of had things under control, crushing, and we just wanted to make sure we kept taking off laps, you know, and if it got real down late into the race, I was going to have to go after Levi. You know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I figured maybe I'd catch up to him, spin him out, create some chaos and mayhem again.
1: The current points leader in the standing, Reckoning. I will say this about Reckoning this year. I'm surprised. Uh, the biggest surprise of the year for me has to be that Junkyard Dogs is 0-3. Right. I get it, but I would never have seen it coming. Reckoning's case, I will say even more stridently, I don't get it, like I look at them, I look at the team, I see they're in first, they keep winning, I don't know how they do it, and they're there, and they keep doing it and i'm I'm convinced that I'm like wow i how I don't understand it, like I see the things that they do, and it's like this to me is the most impressive thing that I've seen in the league is that reckoning is winning. they've gone to two finals, they've won one, and they've gotten to the second round um also worth noting, do you know Reckoning has won 12 first-round races in a row? Wow. 12. Wow. Damage Inc., I believe, is up to four. Huh. And uh, I don't know if any other team has more than one or two. This year, yeah. Uh, As or currently? Currently. Yeah. yeah. Reckoning's going through 12 first-round race wins. Wow. 12. Whew. Yeah. that That, to me, is impressive. And the thing is, it's not like they have bad drivers or bad equipment, but it's like they have... I think, deceptive drivers. Um, I am not sold on Wally Hartung as a runner just because he does things slowly. Uh, And so when I saw in the first race uh, that Wally was lining up in the first spot, I thought to myself, well, geez, this is funny because Wally's slow. Brian Anderson, who's in the number two hole, fast. I was like, why doesn't Brian line up in front of Wally? Well, it turned out Wally was crushing and he did a really good job of it. And... That, going forward, that's what I'd like to see. I want to see Speedy Steve Volbrecht and Wally Hartung crushing, Brian Anderson and uh, Nick Hartung running. I think that's the team that I want to see, and I think that team is going to do pretty well.
0: Well, I'll tell you, that's the team I hope I see because then they'd be predictable. This team's unpredictable. You You never know what they're going to do. My hat's off to Brian for, uh, man, he's keeping a real tough powerhouse team coming out for quite a few years now. They won it last year. You know, they're in, they're in command right now. Uh, you got Speedy Steve kicking up the uh, the anchor crushing spot of the yeah. team.
1: Although, that said, Speedy did not have a great night, third night. Like, first night in the, a race against Seek and Destroy, he got tied up with Steve Gursky Sr. Didn't do anything, just got tied up with him. Second, uh, second round, I believe he had some kind of timing issue with his motor and just basically sat in the middle of the infield and uh, – uh, I think he missed a couple of guys. He missed some two. shots, and that that Merck wagon didn't sound like it was running right out there, man. But on this, on the whole, as the season goes, Speedy's had a really good year. You've Gotta
0: respect Speedy, Steve. You can't count him out, no matter what his car sounds like, what he's doing. You know that guy. That guy will get your lap runner so fast, man. You know, so he might have had an off night, but still, you rely on it. But they got Wally Hartung, man. Wally Hartung. You know, me and him have had our differences in the past, you know, but I respect the heck out of Wally. I think he's a seven-time champion. Most all or all of them are at Santa Fe Speedway, which is all the props in the world, you know, and that guy, they they call him the professor. Back in the day, he was the professor because that guy is just eating, sleeping, dreaming demos, scheming up a ways. His team could win, and he's mm-hmm. dangerous. So, you know, I don't know if I would have pre- predicted him not to win this year like you had, but... I don't know if I would predict them to be the current points leader, and
1: you yeah. know, after three races, you told me third or fourth. I'd go, yeah, that 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 seems exactly like a good, yeah, good thing. Exactly. But first, oh, man, wow, they're dangerous, they're dangerous, man. You want to talk about like a legacy or a dynasty? Uh, if Reckoning can manage to win three more races in, um, if Reckoning can manage to win three more races this year, they will have had thirty wins in the last three years. Hmm. Hmm. that's averaging that's averaging 10 wins a year.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, that that is the kind of thing you're just like, wow. Hmm. That that's pretty impressive as a 3-year run goes. Uh that that's fantastic. Well, let me ask you this. You know, as a member of both Orange Crush uh and Junkyard Dogs, um you know, two of the premier teams of the last 10 years, where do you put Reckoning's standings, you know, since they entered the league? Where do you put them in the all-time TDA like power rankings, you know,
0: all time power rankings. I think a lot of guys will put you at how many championships you won in a row with the team. Like all time, well, TDA. Are we talking TDA Route, route sixty six? Oh, I'll put them up there, man. Because I'll put them up there easily because Brian Anderson, man, he's been bringing out a team. How many years now? This is for reckoning three, four. four. This is okay. Hey, four year. years, man. They're up there. They're a battle. Or they're up at the top. All four years, you can't argue with that, man. And, and I, I'll tell you what: consistency is the key. Team out there, I mean, in a in a league full of inconsistency in the past, man. Not many teams go four years, five years. You look at some of the teams that are considered powerhouses, dynasties, like Road Rage. Road Rage was a team and entity it was that like
1: a year and a half. Two yeah, years. it was. Maybe, yeah, it was
0: maybe a couple years, man. You know, so so reckonings definitely four years, four seasons in this league earns you a spot and and it doesn't earn you a spot by mere virtue of guys like me giving you that spot you just have that spot
1: yeah so let me ask you this let's say reckoning wins the championship in 2012 do you think we could call them the second or third best dynasty in i'd say they're up there i'd say two in a row puts you up there makes
0: you a tough team man you know before that was the dogs did two in a year two in a row uh, before that was Killer B's Road Rage, which was about the same team anyway. Yeah, but Two we can't give it to
1: them just for the switching names. Right, alone. right, right, right.
0: But, I mean, you for the drivers, you know, that's kudos to them.
1: I think the thing with Reckoning is I think a lot of people are surprised by them. I don't know why this is the case. Maybe it's because, you know, they don't have a, you know, very deep-pocketed owner. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, they're doing it all on their own um or what I it think, is exactly, I think it's but, just the
0: tenacity
1: man i you, you know, know. You, you mentioned the junkyard dogs and people are like oh you know you mentioned the locomotives it's like ah you mentioned reckoning and it's like okay well okay yeah no then, that's then you, you know that's outside on, though man and know? then you look at it on paper and it's like wow they're really good yeah and and you know they are good man it's we
0: think you know as i'm gonna have to say we is in this year we uh we uh, think about them a lot, man, you know, and, and they're the top guys. You know, it's kind of weird to be in this position again this year, but, yeah, you know, you, th- you, know, you, you think about your opponent enough and uh, you get to know a lot about them. And I I give them guys all the credit in the world, man. Brian's, Brian's done some great things in demos over the last few years. And, you know, we had our odds too, but, man, I give that guy all the respect in the world, man. Good job so far, guy.
1: Yeah. Well, your pseudo man crush on Brian Anderson's <laughs> side. Uh, let's move on to Team 8. I feel like Team 8 is like reckoning, like 65% of reckoning in the sense that uh, I think a lot of people underestimate them. I think they show up. They've done really well. As I said, they've won every first-round race they've had this year, which is also probably in the top three. Holy God, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So, um, but it's like I, I think people consistently underestimate them.
0: Man, I saw. I'll tell you what, Chris. My 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 thoughts about damaging. Cause I seen them coming out for the first round. I think they were the last team to pull up in the staging area. Yep. And they came out like the four little yellow ducklings, driving all the way around from damaging's pits all the way around, like a looked like a little line of yellow ducks making their way up. And then they made their way through all the teams that were staged up to where they needed to be you know but at the end of the day i th- i thought that was pretty impressive man It did, that's something i haven't seen from damage Inc. man or actual a team you know they were
1: proud to drive up like that yeah you being know? in second place can do that for yeah, you you got the you
0: got the feeling man they were coming to bring the bring the hurt
1: to everyone this night man you
0: know i was really
1: worried about them one thing i will admit i don't quite understand this is the way they are changing numbers and drivers <sighs> yeah. Like I can't figure out whether this is supposed to confuse people. It's confusing me. Well, it's confusing me too. But I don't think it's confusing either one of us in the way that they would hope right, it would confuse right, right. us. Like, um, I just, I'm,
0: I just don't know who, I, who to give credit to for anything.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. In the first round against Stranglehold, they raced cars eighty, eight, eighty three, and eighty seven, and then in the second round. They raced cars eighty four, eighty eight, eighty five, and eighty three. Hmm. So eighty three, I believe, is Kyle Danger Seeker Thompson, and he raced both times. But other than that, three different car numbers. But uh, no, I like I this is this goes back to that thing. I, I'd like to see like here's the thing. I, if I'm watching a team race, I want to be impressed by what they're doing on the track. I don't want to be impressed by what they're doing off the track, w- right. unless they're helping orphans and nuns like Ryan Decker does. Oh boy. Um, no, well, I want to know, like, if 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 Dave Repo Swan is racing, like, to me, Dave, to me, Repo's what's Repo's number to you? Eighty six. Eighty six, and uh, I believe he raced as eighty and eighty four, <laughs> and uh, I could be wrong. I got this information from a Wilson, so it yeah, may or may it, not. It be could have back, been. You but, never
0: know, man. Um,
1: and then again, like Sneaky Pete Ryan, to me. What number is he to you? 87. 87, but I believe he raced his 85.
0: 85, and then I think he was out there in the
1: 87 first round. He was. Round. First round, he was 87. Yeah, I was like, who's this 85 guy? And then it's like, oh, and uh, I believe, if this information is correct, that uh, Matt Wilson raced in uh, the 88 car 88 in the 88 car, round. second round. Yeah, but I, I saw that. But I believe he switched helmets and jackets with another driver in a different number car. To look like car. another guy, yeah. And now this would be different if Repo and uh, Pete, Sneaky Pete switched because their their driving styles seem somewhat different. As opposed. there was some kind
0: of shenanigans
1: going on there. But I, I think, uh, like you and I, I feel like we should be talking about what they're doing on the track right, as opposed right. to talking oh, yeah. about their numbers. But that said, it seems to me like if I want to buy if I want to buy a Sneaky Pete jersey or I want to buy a Repo jersey, I want to know that my can stick that number eighty six on my back and go into the stands, and people aren't going, huh. Who's that? Look, we're cheering on number 80. How about 80
0: question mark on that jersey?
1: Yeah, no, just eight question mark. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm in, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I don't get it. I'd like somebody to step up and go, hey, listen, we get... I, I, we don't actually really get what you're doing, but let's is tomfoolery. Let's yeah, get down to some racing. You know what it is? They belong. They've shown this year with the standings, with the way they've driven, that they belong. They they can take on any team in the league right. and they can win.
0: Yeah, they don't need tricks like that. No, anyway. they
1: make it to the finals, and then after making it to the finals for you know the first time in their team history, which is you know stretches back, I believe, to the Herbert Hoover administration. Yeah, Herbert Hoover's. They they come out and uh, they're swapping numbers and stuff, and it's like, what is this? that said watching them race they they faced stranglehold and you know i'm not yeah. stranglehold they you know what they went up against a lesser opponent and they made it look easy sure absolutely and
0: sometimes that's hard to do man cuz yeah. like I, as i predicted sometimes a
1: lesser opponent like
0: stranglehold gets a gets a lucky rabbit's foot and next thing you know in a third round it is
1: yet to happen yet but yeah, Even you know they 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 handled that pretty well. You can get dragged down to someone else's level, sure, sure, absolutely. And damage did not do oh, that, and
0: that's that shows signs of that's cohesion and teamwork right there, man.
1: Yeah, I so I'm you know I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm actually looking forward to cheering on Repo next time. I yeah. like his engine, I like his cars, I like the way he's driving. It's like I'd like to cheer him on, like while the race is going on, as opposed to afterwards when I go. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. That's right.
0: Good and I'm going to refer back to this last race podcast we did. And I predicted them to be in the third round as well. And, uh,
1: man, you know,
0: they're a tough team and, and being in the mix right now, they're a, they're a threat and, uh, they're a threat and around my radar. So we're not, we're definitely not looking forward to racing them, but, uh, good job guys, man. Keep it up.
1: So, all right, going forward, you put me on the spot, asked me about the championship last time. So what do you see going forward? Fourth night on the season. What do you got here for? Ooh,
0: that's a tough one for me to answer. I'm going to say Orange Crush and whoever uh, whoever battles the hardest. No, oh, I, I just wait. A my minute. B- really, really <laughs> whoever
1: battles the hardest.
0: You're going to ask me? I don't know. Okay, say say let's say I'm the Joe Schmo in the stands, and I just saw what happened. Uh, I just said, saw what happened Saturday. I'm going to have to say, man, I can't tell you, Chris. Could be anybody. Again, parody, and it looks like it's shaken down to reckoning and Orange crush, just like you predicted. But, man, I'm not counting anybody out. How do you count out Green Machine? No. How do you count out Full Throttle? How do you count out Damage Inc? And how the heck do you count out the Junkyard Dogs? How do you count out Seek and Destroy?
1: Now, it will be interesting to see how Junkyard Dogs come out next race because they're out of it. I mean, there's no chance for the yeah, championship. It's all
0: saving face
1: now, man. And it's like, you know, some people embrace the role of the spoiler. I mean, they could win two nights in a row, and it'll be like, you know, going forward, they got something to build on. They can hang their heads high.
0: Junkyard um, Dogs become the Killbillies. Mm.
1: But... uh on the other hand, you can also see it where you know there was a little bit of back and forth between the drivers in the pits, people getting angry at people yeah, for I different heard about things. That too, man. And it's like you know you could see it going the other way. You know they pull stranglehold, stranglehold comes through and uh, saves you from driving without pants. Yeah, well, you know
0: I welcome the opportunity to drive pantsless, but you know I, I, like I getting back to what we're talking about, it's just I can't predict
1: anything right now, man.
0: I thought I'd have a clearer view, but um, could be anyone's guess again.
1: Yeah, so the only two things I know are I would not want to face Orange Crush, and Reckoning gets it done. I mean, this is I don't know how they do it, but they just keep doing it, and I'm buying in.
0: You know, I'm really, really glad for
1: those guys.
0: Wally Wally Hartung's making a resurgence in erasing it. How old is that guy? 110.
1: Yes, yes, he was actually uh, he had retired prior to the Hoover administration the first time and came. Back. Some kind of
0: there's some kind of national regulation you can't have that many candles on a birthday
1: cake. That's right. Well, Johnny, thank you for filling in here for uh, Steve Gersky Jr. Uh, we wish you luck in the in the future and uh, we'll see what holds up and we will be back next week. For Chris Newmer and Steve Gersky Jr. Go Gersky or go home or go home with Gersky. I'm John Sensimer. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and thank you for listening. Behind the Destruction would like to thank our producer, Mora Scher, and Kosher Studios, located in Woodridge, Illinois. Visit them on the web at koshersounds.com. For previous episodes of Behind the Destruction, the latest demolition derby news and columns, you may visit us at behindthedestruction.com.